I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome back to Inside Arsenal. It is Thursday, we are heading towards the weekend. Unfortunately, no Arsenal to look forward to on Saturday or Sunday. We've got to wait a little bit later on until that Monday night game at Sheffield United. But we are getting there slowly. Mikel Arteta is speaking today in his pre-match press conference a good four days before the game. Could be an interesting one. Um, I'm heading there to London Colney or Showbar Realty Training Centre, whatever you want to call it. London Colney, let's face it. Always been London Colney. I'm heading there pretty soon um, and I will try and do a video after that, sort of discussing what Mikel had to say at that press conference. Should get some interesting team news, perhaps injury latest. Great news about Yuri and Timber, who we saw yesterday returning to training with the squad at the Emirates Stadium. We'll talk about that today. Uh, I've had loads of questions about Mikhailo Mudrik, whose uh, name is being linked with Arsenal again. Um, so I'll give my thoughts on that. Got other questions and comments that have been sent in from you guys. I'll talk about the story that I wrote yesterday that I was trying to get to the bottom to yesterday in terms of the Arsenal memberships, Arsenal members who had their accounts cancelled over the sort of ticket investigation that the club did. Um, really complicated one, that, and an emotional one for a lot of fans who are involved in it as well. Um, so I'll talk about that. But we'll start with Urian Timber, who, if you're watching on YouTube, and I'm sure if you're not and you're listening on podcast, you've seen the pictures already from the Emirates yesterday when Arsenal went and did a training session there and Urian Timber taking part of it, not just doing stuff on his own, but as you can see in this picture, doing contact stuff with the rest of the squad. Leandro Trossard appearing to trip him up in this picture here. Just be a little bit careful, Leo, around Urian Timber for now. Would you please... Um, I mean, great news, obviously. First of all, fantastic news for Urian Timber. I can't even imagine what he's gone through in the last seven months, or however long it is now since that game against Nottingham Forest in the first game of the Premier League season. And I spoke about it at the time. I spoke about it since. For him, you know, mentally, not just physically, but mentally, it must have been an absolute 
default to the system that, you know, you get your dream move to the Premier League, you come over to a huge club like Arsenal, you're so excited, you've had a great pre-season, everyone's talking about you, you have the first ever game in the Premier League, all your families come over for it and then you you pick up an injury like he did. It must have just been an absolutely crushing blow and one that was really hard to deal with. So just for him to be back out there, be part of the things with the rest of the group, with the players, it's just fantastic. And by all accounts, he's been great during the re rehab process. You know, he's always been around. The club have done a lot. Mikel Arteta has done a lot. The coaching staff have done a lot to make sure he still feels very, very included. You know, he's always at games. He's always in the changing room after games, which is just, a, you know, it's a really important thing, I think, just to make sure that bond is still there and that you do feel part of it. and You don't feel totally on the outside because when you're every single day you're at the training centre and every single day the players, you say hello to them and they walk out to the training pitch and you walk into a, a room with the medical staff just to do more rehab. It must be pretty soul-destroying. So for him, fantastic news. Like, don't get too excited yet. Yes, he's back. But as far as I'm aware, you know, he's Arsenal are absolutely carefully managing this sort of reintegration into full training. I don't think he's there yet. He's done part stuff with the group yesterday. He did stuff on his own as well. You know, Arsenal being very, very careful with it. He's not completely up to speed with the rest of the players, of course. And it's going to take a while. You know, it could he could still be you know, don't expect him to be in the squad against Sheffield United, for example. It's going to take a while. Arsenal are going to be very, very careful with him, but they certainly hope that he can play a part between now and the end of the season. And he certainly hopes that he can play a part until uh, before the end of the season. And that will be a huge boost to Arsenal. You know what Timber brings, aside from his quality, he brings versatility. You can play him at left-back, you can play him at right-back, you can play him at centre-back. The key thing is now, I suppose, mentally what he's like in it, that first game when he does come back, is he going to... You know, how, how committed is he going to be to the tackle? Are there going to be those sort of fears that hang over you after you've been back from a long-term injury? Lots of players have spoken about that in the past. Hopefully, he won't have to deal with that and he can go in and he can be fully committed. He needs to be because if you're not fully committed, you can get injured going in for tackles. We all know that. Um, but also, you know, is he going to come back and immediately be in the sort of form that he showed in pre-season? You have to think, no, it must be very, very hard to be able to do that. But even so, just having him around, just having the option of playing him potentially in those last sort of five, six, seven games would be absolutely huge. And it's massive for him. So, yeah, really, really good news about Urien Timber. Delighted to see him back. Moving on elsewhere in training, you can see there from pictures yesterday that um, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see him. You've got Gabriel Jesus taking full part in the session there with Martin Odegaard. Thomas Party again, another week's worth of training with Thomas Party. I'm told now Thomas Party is absolutely fully fit and he is ready to go. Um, my understanding of the situation is that he is, you know, that Arsenal have taken their time. They wanted to make sure he was absolutely right. You know, they wanted to be as confident as they ever could be that when he comes back, that he's not going to suffer any sort of breakdown or setback or anything like that. But as far as I'm aware, he is now feeling very, very strong. He is ready to go and he's fully fit and he is going to be involved against Sheffield United on Monday night. And I mean, that is a huge thing. As well, yes, we can all be a bit frustrated with the injuries that basically ruled Thomas Party out of the season completely. But if he can come back now, if he can stay fit until the end of the season, then he's going to have a massive say on what happens at Arsenal between now and the end of the season. Because when you've got a player of that quality who can give you what Thomas Party can give you, it is huge to bring him back. I mean, what a boost to have over the title running! Um, yeah, just absolutely massive. Can play different positions. And we know that Mikel liked to see him right back at the start of the season. Hopefully that's not something we're going to see too much from uh, between now and the end of the season, the way that Ben White's playing in that role. You would hope it's probably not anyway. 
But um, yeah, just huge, huge, especially when you think Arsenal got to go to Man United, they've got to go to Chelsea, uh, Tottenham, and most importantly, they've got to go to Manchester City to have Thomas Party available for those games and a fully fit Thomas Party and a hungry Thomas Party, uh, you know, recharged. I mean, he should be absolutely bouncing off the walls. You know, he's not going to be tired. There's no going to be there's not going to be any sort of fatigue with him. He's barely played all season, so you've got him to suddenly throw into mix, into the mix for the end of season sprint finish it's going to be a huge huge boost for Arsenal and you know he's got to work his way back into the side no doubt about it Declan Rice has been magnificent all season Jorginho at the moment whenever he plays whenever he starts he's producing huge performances so he's got to work his way back into the side but just the option of having him there and how much that improves the squad and improves the options Mikel Arteta has available to him absolutely massive so yeah fingers crossed all goes well between now and Monday night and Thomas Party is back with the squad at Bramall Lane right moving on to the story yesterday and I, I had so many questions and not like I said yesterday in yesterday's show uh, I think it was Red Army wasn't it sent in a message and I replied I said look I, I've seen the messages I've had them so many across all of my platforms across Facebook Twitter uh, here on YouTube, had so many questions from fans who'd been caught up in all this, who'd had their memberships um, suspended or terminated, in fact, and were suddenly facing up to the prospect of you know, not being able to go to Arsenal anymore and having, um, yeah, having the memberships terminated, basically. And so I didn't want to, I, did, I couldn't really reply to it yesterday because I was trying to find out what was going on. It was all very confusing. Obviously, you hear two different sides of the story and everything like that. So I was trying to uh, understand what was going on I was in conversations with the club about about it and I was waiting for a statement uh, which we eventually got which you know it was a pretty uh, sort of generic statement and you can see it here um, sort of explaining it the statement was this was one of our targeted operations aimed at stamping out ticket touting together with our supporters we care deeply about the issue and we continue to take strong action against members who break our terms and conditions to buy tickets we remind all supporters to only buy tickets through our official ticketing platform and the ticket exchange and not buy unauthorized means now the, the whole thing around this was basically the club are trying to crack down on ticket touting and they're trying to stop use of sort of unauthorized computer systems aka you know bots to buy up a load of tickets and sell them on and they always run these ticketed operations to try and uh, work out if this is happening and if it is what accounts they can block and they did another one and 16 accounts was kind of flagged as being accounts that were buying batches of tickets and then selling them on via a sort of social media group um, and making some money out of it. And those 16 accounts have had their accounts suspended, well, terminated, and they're not getting them back. But then there are another 332 accounts who had been sort of flagged as having bought those, some of the tickets that had been bought by those 16 accounts, if, it, if this makes sense. And they had had their accounts suspended or terminated as well as part of this investigation now after what was happening yesterday and trying to speak to the club about it and you know raising all the concerns and the club sitting down and talking about it those 332 accounts have now been reinstated uh the tickets they'd bought though they'd gone they're, they're cancelled and they're going to be put back on the exchange because the club said those tickets have been um sort of purchased through unauthorized means but it's, it's a really it's a really difficult one it just feels like those 332 accounts didn't think they were doing anything wrong or weren't going against the terms and conditions but the club feel otherwise and they think they've been bought by unauthorized means and they've been linked with these bot 
bots uh, accounts that have been buying tickets. So it's a really, it's been a really difficult one to sort of get your head around and you can understand for everyone who's been caught up in it all, who felt like they'd done nothing wrong and thought they'd done everything properly, that suddenly their head's in an absolute spin at their accounts being terminated and suddenly facing up some prospects of not being able to watch Arsenal anymore. So I, I understand it completely. Um, but the, the good news is, I suppose, that those accounts have now been reinstated and um, they are able to, you know, purchase tickets through through the ticket exchange from now on and ticket transfer and stuff like that, but not through any sort of social media groups who are who are doing it. So yeah, it was it was a, it was a difficult one. It was an emotional one for a lot of people, I know. But hopefully, for most anyway, they can at least um, kind of feel a little bit better now that they've got their accounts reinstated. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Before moving on to some of your questions and comments, um, Chelsea won in the FA Cup yesterday against Leeds, 3-2 at Stamford Bridge. Bridge, why am I talking about that? You might think, well, the reason I'm talking about that, if you can look at Arsenal's fixtures between now and the end of the season, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see it here. That game on the 16th of March, Arsenal versus Chelsea at the Emirates now has a big P next to it, postponed. That game is not going to take place now on the 16th of March because Chelsea are going to be playing in the FA Cup quarterfinals that weekend, which means that Arsenal are going to have to reschedule that game at some point. We don't know exactly when yet, although that week down in April between Wolves and Tottenham is being earmarked as a potential date, which won't be great, to be honest, when you've got two really difficult away games there at Wolves and then the North London derby to have to stick a game against Chelsea in the middle of it is far from ideal for Arsenal, especially when you're in the middle of a title race. It would have been much, much nicer to have that game against Chelsea on the on 16th of March. That's not going to happen, which means after the Porto game now, on the 12th of March, Arsenal will not play again until Manchester City on the 31st. It's like a three-week break because there's the international break as well after that weekend that the Chelsea game was due to be played on. It's not ideal 100% it's not ideal. I'm sure Mikel Arteta is going to be really annoyed by it, um, disappointed by it. I suppose you could say, well, it's Arsenal's own fault. It should be in the FA Cup and then they'd have a game on the 16th of March weekend anyway, which is right in a way. But yeah, when you sort of look about it in the big picture and think about squeezing that fixture in against Tot- in between just before the Tottenham game, it's not looking great. But we'll wait and see. We don't know for sure if that is the week it's going to be played anyway. We'll have to have to see. On it, there is a potential chance, I suppose, after the Tottenham game, before the Bournemouth match. I don't know. But, yeah, it's uh, it's not great. And that three-week... I'm trying to work out. I sort of was looking at it and thinking, how are Arsenal going to feel about these three weeks before 
basically a three weeks of doing nothing before City. The players, of course, are going to be in action because they're going to be heading off with their national teams before that game against City. But um, yeah, it's it's not ideal preparation for a massive game like City, not playing for so long. You know, if you if they if there wasn't an international break, maybe they could go to Dubai again, do something like they've done recently, which obviously worked wonders considering how they've played since they come back from Dubai. But they can't really do that this time because of the international break. So, yeah, Arteta, I'm sure they. I wonder if they might at least try and get some sort of um, behind closed doors friendly scheduled for that weekend that they were going to be playing Chelsea. Right, moving on to a few of your questions and comments now before I wrap this up and start heading off to London. Colney, Corey says, says, hi again, Charles. Just wanted to say a massive congratulations on the growth and success of the channel. I've been a subscriber since the first video and thank you as you featured quite a few of my comments and gone into detail. No problem, Corey. Uh, he said, what did you make of Team News and Ticks reporting that Mudrick was devastated that he wasn't able to secure a move to Arsenal? And if given the chance, would you sign him as cover for Martinelli? Uh, thanks as always. Yeah, interesting one. Team News and Ticks. Of course, if you don't know of their account or his account yet, then it's on Twitter, on Instagram as well. Fantastic account. Always breaks really, really good news. Got loads of good um, information behind the scenes stuff from Arsenal. And he put out yesterday that uh, Mudrick was in tears um, on the phone to Arsenal, begging them basically to uh, try and do something before he signed for Chelsea because he wanted to come to Arsenal. Um, and that has been picked up and, and gone everywhere. So what do I make of it? I'm not surprised. Look, I, I've said before, I, I've I understood it that Madrid wanted Arsenal 100% and he was very, very disappointed uh, that he didn't come to Arsenal. And I've always used that as a reason, perhaps, for his underwhelming form for Chelsea. He did score yesterday in the FA Cup. Um, but he wanted Arsenal. There's no doubt about it. In in my mind, from what I've said, he absolutely wanted to Arsenal. I had, had his heart set on Arsenal. We saw it. I mean, I've, you've never seen a player flirt so much with a club so publicly before a transfer than Mudrik did for Arsenal. He was desperate to come here. He wanted to play with Zinchenko. He wanted to play under Arteta. He was desperate to do it. And then he couldn't do it because Chelsea did what they did. Um, they paid over the odds. And um, they gave a deal to Shakhtar that Shakhtar decided we couldn't say no to. And so they said to Mudrik, sorry, mate, you've got to go to Chelsea. And he did. And when I look at how his career has gone since he made the move to Chelsea, I find it impossible to think that he wouldn't have gone a little bit different at Arsenal where he'd been given much more time. He'd be coming into a much more settled change room. He's an incredible talent, Madrid. I still watch him and think he's an incredible talent. He's got it all. And he just needs to be coached well and he needs to be in a, in a sort of settled environment to develop because he's such a young and inexperienced player still. Um, in terms of would I want him as cover for Martinelli, it depends. I mean, I, I can't imagine it would be anything that Chelsea would ever consider. They spent huge money on him. No one's going to pay the sort of money that Chelsea paid for him now because of his form since he's arrived there. So Chelsea has got such a long-term contract that it wouldn't make any sense for them to do any sort of business on a cut price deal. So look, I, I would like Madrid at Arsenal because I'm still fully in the boat that I think he'd do really, really well under Arteta and at the club. Um, but not for, I, I just can't see it being a possibility now because of A, the money involved and B, the fact I just don't think Chelsea would be ready to cash in on him yet, despite some of the rumours. And I've seen speculation and talk that Arsenal are interested in him. It's come from a source that you just don't need to even remotely consider as true from Spain. Um, and so, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, if you see those sort of links and you're reading about them, I wouldn't be too caught up in them at all. 
Here's one from Teta98. He says, how would you rotate across the next four? I think we can probably afford to bring in ESR for Jorginho and maybe even give Gabriel rest for Zinchenko. Bit unnecessary, but just to try and share the minutes. Is it worth giving Jesus a run at right wing for the first half? And can we uh, And we can look to bring Tomiasu, Gabriel Party, Jorginho, Vieira, Saka, Trossard off the bench? It's crucial Arteta shares the minutes across the next four, especially with the international break coming up. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I just don't think they've really got the scope to do much defensively when it comes to rotating because... We don't know if Tomiyasu is going to come back yet um, for the game against Sheffield United. Zinchenko is pushing for it, but again, we don't know. He looks more likely of the two to play against Sheffield United. Um, but even if he does, I can't imagine he sort of throws Zinchenko straight into the starting eleven. So I don't think Arteta's got too much he can do defensively to share the minutes right now. Going forward, I think, yes, you can definitely bring Emil Smith-Rowe in for the game against Sheffield United and give Jorginho a bit of a rest if you want to. Um, you could play Jesus out wide, like you said, and give Saka a rest or Martinelli a rest. I think the way Arsenal have been playing recently, though, um, they've been able to rest minute rest their players quite a bit. Certainly in the Premier League, you know, we've seen Saka and Declan Rice and players like that only lasting for sort of 60 minutes or so before coming off because of the game state, because of the leaves Arsenal have had. So they've been able to rest their players quite a bit. Um, and when you look at the fixtures coming out, obviously you've got Sheffield United on the Monday night and then you've got Brentford and then you've got that big week where you've got Brentford and Porto. But because there's no Chelsea game now, the schedule isn't too isn't too packed. You know, Arsenal have got a long time between um, Porto and Manchester City, three weeks to rest everyone up. So they're not, I don't think their necessity to rotate and to give players rest and, you know, I don't think it's as important as it perhaps could have been had that Chelsea game been in there. You know, that would have been a really big week. Brentford, Porto, Chelsea, three games in the space of a week, um, especially with the size of that Porto game. But it's just not quite as important as that now. So, um, yeah, I do think there is certainly scope to make a couple of changes against Sheffield United, but I don't think he needs to do, you know, he needs to do wholesale ones. Stephen says, hi, Charles. Great show and congrats on the four-year mark. Thank you, Stephen. Ben White has gone from centre-back to right-back to inverted right-back. What next is number six? With Timber and Tommy both capable right-backs, does this leave the door open for Ben White to cover the sixth position? Not a starter, not to replace parties, but replace Jorginho long-term. That would mean less of a spend in the area after replacing party and more funds for a new forward. I'm not suggesting this is an immediate thing, but more direction for his development. Would you agree? No, I think he's good enough to play there. Ben White's a player who... He's one of those rare players who is basically so good. I think he can play in pretty much a multiple multitude of positions. He's so clever. He's got a football brain. Technically, he's excellent, so he could play there. I don't. I wouldn't want to see him play there long term. I think he's much better. He, he should be playing in defence, um, whether that be right back or, or centre back. But he could cover that area. But I don't think. I don't think you need to worry about putting more money into signing a striker and not signing a midfielder. I think you still, you know, Arsenal need to sign, spend some money on a proper midfielder this summer and and spend some money on a striker and I wouldn't be taking money off signing the midfielder just so you can put it more more into the striker and you know Zubamendi we know is a player that Arsenal like I'm, I'm not an expert on him I haven't seen him load for Sociedad but what I've seen from him I really really like and it makes sense when you look at how he plays he does kind of fit the bill for an Arsenal player and a Mikel Arteta midfielder he wouldn't be overly expensive because of his release clause so I don't think you really need to worry about the money really and you know playing a player out of position just to cover him rather to cover it rather than spending that money on a, on a proper midfielder so look I think Ben White's good enough to do it I think he's just yeah he can play in all sorts of positions because he he's got he's so technically gifted but but not for me I still see him long term as a defender um and I think this is the last one now um 
from I can't see that name. Was it Lakes Lakes Rhino? It says hi Charles with the out, ongoing Jesus injury and the club having to manage him to the end of the season. What will Arsenal do at the international break? Brazil have two friendlies in Europe. I can't see them managing him. Can we stop him joining? Simple answer: No, we can't. You know they couldn't stop him joining last time when he was actually injured and been out for about six weeks with a hamstring injury. And Brazil flew him over to South America and played him against Argentina. <laughs> so they're certainly not going to be able to stop him now if he's if he's fully fit, which he is, even though they are managing this injury and he's going to play against Sheffield United, which I expect him to on Monday night. So, um, no, they can't stop him joining. You've just got to kind of keep your fingers crossed that nothing happens to him. And you've got two big games with Brazil. I think they've got England and then they've got Spain. And I've mentioned it before, but that prospect of Brazil-Spain immediately before Arsenal-Manchester City with Rodri potentially kicking lumps out of the Arsenal players in the Brazilian team for Spain does worry me quite a lot but um yeah simple answer no lakes rhino they can't do anything if he gets called up he has to go and that's it thank you very much for watching or listening appreciate it as always like i said i'll be heading over to london colney in a little bit um later on today and i will try and do a video after that discussing what Mikel arteta had to say at his pre-match press conference until then everyone have a very good day i'll speak to you soon bye bye Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.